What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mile Higher Podcast. With Kendall and Josh Lador. We are back for episode 19. Oh my gosh. 19. Yeah, we're almost 20 weeks into this bitch. 20. 20 weeks in. <laughs> we're almost at episode 20. But today's episode I'm super pumped about because it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be yes. mind-boggling and disturbing all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> because today we're all picking up on... The five families that control the world, essentially. And today we are talking about perhaps the most influential family of them all, the Rockefellers. And dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the Rockefellers are uh, very interesting cats. Um, we'll get into that here in a bit. But first, we just want to thank all of you guys for supporting the podcast. All of you that have gone and rated and reviewed on iTunes. Seriously, that... That's awesome. We appreciate it. it it's like up to 3,000 now. Almost wow. to 3,000. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's really amazing for uh, only being a few months into this thing. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. We also appreciate all of our uh, patrons um, that help support the podcast. We weren't monetized for a while. Um, so we really appreciate all your help. Yes. And, you know, it helps directly fund this operation, the production of this podcast. Um, so... We really do appreciate all of your help and especially uh, a special thanks to our stellar patrons who this month are Jocelyn B, Elizabeth B, Rebecca H, Brittany M, Kaylin M, and Selena M. Thank you guys so much. We really do appreciate it. And actually today's patron question of the week comes from Brittany M. And she asked, hey, my question is, do you think the government will finally release all the information they have on aliens because now more and more people are questioning them about it. Hmm. Can I go? Yeah. <laughs> Please, Kendall Ray, go ahead. Um what do you I think? don't think they're just gonna finally like release it all. They're like, oh you caught us. Okay, well here it is. Here's all the proof. No, I think um Absolutely they, not. The more people are finding out, then they're obviously like leaking it and personally i think that they are slowly leaking information on their own and that a lot of the information we get has been purposefully uh slowly led uh slowly yeah absolutely came to us, you know absolutely i think it's gonna be a very slow rollout yeah and i think they're gonna do everything they can to control the way that it comes out and in the light that it comes out you know because yeah. i think that has a big play into the whole scheme of everything especially when you talk about like the military industrial complex and all of that and you know how the you know revealing of extraterrestrial presence on the planet would change that and how you know they may want to use that to their advantage to you know possibly strike up another military conflict this time with extraterrestrials because i mean if if you didn't know they're they're going to create a space corps there's going to be an actual space army that is going to be created uh it's already been approved trump's already approved it. oh yeah so that's going to be coming in the future. It makes you start to wonder, like, why are they doing that? And obviously the answer right now is, is because all these other countries, which we're going to talk about here in a sec, um, like China, they're ramping up their space programs and they're starting to get more and more adventurous as far as their interests in outer space. And I mean, for all we know, there could already be a lot more activity in our solar system and in outer space going on right now. That's just been completely completely silenced and and 
kept hidden from the public. So I think we're going to see, especially in our lifetime, a lot of interesting things happen with um, the disclosure of, of extraterrestrial life, which I mean, a lot of people want this to happen like right now. And because <laughs> it's because I mean, if you think it's about happening. it happening right now, I mean, it's going to happen, I think, slow. in their time frame. But we all want it to happen like now. Because well, I think a lot of people think it's going to be like one day they announce it on CNN. Like, yeah, aliens, right, 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 right. And then everyone knows. Right. Well, that's the it's thing. Not it's not going like, to be like that. They've already pretty much confirmed that there is we're not alone. I mean, just with their UFO research program and things like that. I mean, the government's already time and time again acknowledged there is an, an ET presence. I mean, yeah. you look at the quotes from all of the presidents yes. and all of the astronauts, and it's like endless. The amount yep. of evidence that we are not alone is endless. So people have no idea either. Like most people are not aware of like all of the quotes of presidents no. and politicians and huge world leaders talking about UFOs that they've seen or they've heard of. No, well, they never how gets we need talked to advance. about. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a lot though. It's an extreme it's a amount lot. of <laughs> and a lot of uh, astronauts. What is it like seven? Oh, it's more than that. Nine. Yeah, it's more than than that. I mean, a lot of, you know, almost all of them, it seems like can confirm sightings of UFOs um, <laughs> oh and others God. even confirm that they believe there's a, you know, ET presence right now that, you know, they've been observing us. They've been here s since, you know, way back, even thousands of years, or maybe they, you know, a certain race started coming around Roswell and all of that and i mean the big thing with like revealing aliens to the world is the technology that goes along with it the extra or extraterrestrial vehicles um you know that a lot of us believe that that we've already reverse engineered that technology and the technology is being kept from us yeah for the for the government military industrial complexes benefit mm -hmm. because they don't want to move off of fossil fuels they don't want to utilize anti-gravity and all these other technologies that we already know exist so it'll be very interesting to see how you know this disclosure happens and how soon it will happen but i, I i'm under the impression that it's going to happen a lot sooner than they want yeah because people are more and more people are interested in this topic more and more people are looking into it and figuring out the truth and the facts around it and they're like what the hell you know like why well, is this being hidden that's from what us? i was saying as i think that it's possible the government has been leaking this information themselves or like partnering with movie production well to the stars is um, a perfect example right that to the stars is a great example of that totally you know government agent for yeah they're trying to um you know, it's it has a bunch of government officials in it, but they're also creating like films and media for people to consume and, and get the idea of aliens so that when it does come out, it's not such a foreign idea. Um, so I think they've been slowly releasing things and I think that it's all happening according to plan. Like, I don't personally think that we're all figuring it out way too fast and they're scared. Like, I think they're like, all right, they're keep, you know, right now it's still just a select small group of people that believe this and everyone else thinks they're insane so like we can let that go for a little while right right but like it's coming down the pipe you know yeah i mean it's gonna I get to a point out how where they want it. i mean it's good it's coming to a point where everybody's gonna know the truth about the fact that we're not alone and there's they're gonna all see you know they're gonna see the concrete proof that proves this and i mean mm -hmm. I mean, it's so obvious, though. Come on. When you know, if you just know basic science about the universe, like just like the little things about yeah. how big it is, just look at about this how statistics. it's forever expanding, <laughs> like, come on, if you really think we're the only ones that sprouted up. Are no. you serious? It's There's so dumb. Billions. It's so, so ignorant. Like, it's such a human thing to think like yes. that. Yes. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very one-sided Egotistical, view. man, to think we're the only ones on the fucking universe, in the universe. What? Well, it's, what? it's a control, <laughs> it's a control tactic. It's a way to control a group of people by making them think that this is it, you know, that we're the only life that we know of right yeah. now. Like keeping our world to our world. Right. Our bubble's small. They got to keep yeah. it small. Because as, if as soon as we all become like cosmic interstellar travelers and like can can fathom, <laughs> you know, all these planets with like life on it, years, yeah. it's going to completely, they're going to lose control. They're not going to be able to control us because we're going to yeah. be like, all right, we'll go to this planet or. Well, and they've we'll, kept us focused on our own little world and our own little drama and bullshit between each other. Like, you know, we're going to talk about um, China's space program in a bit here. And, you know, you just said that they're trying to get to the dark side of the moon. Is that what, didn't you say that earlier? Yeah, no, uh, that's exactly what we're going to talk about is, is, you know, it's interesting to think about this idea of why, why has it been literally since the 60s that we went to the moon? Like, yeah. why aren't we like, what? Why aren't we like control? You know, why haven't we been back yet? Is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, but I was saying that I th I think it's odd that we have like imagine if we just had one space program. Like that's how it should be. I'm sure with other planets, they have one program that they're all working together to get off of their one planet. Sure. The fact yeah. that we're like split up and not combining resources right, right, right. and not working together is very weird. And they've they've done a great job of just making us believe that our whole world is in our earth and you know you know surrounding area obviously but like the majority of everything going on we've been led to believe is going on here right all any, any anything that really matters to us they've really painted the moon as just this giant rock floating yeah. in outer space that has no value to us whatsoever same thing with mars they're like well maybe we, there could be life on mars maybe we could colonize there one day i mean maybe but it seems pretty impossible so we're not even gonna try to <laughs> why does it try seem to do impossible anything. oh my god i mean and and you can't tell me that like we go to the moon in like the 60s and then there, that was it we we got it we figured out exactly what's there we never need to go meanwhile back. <laughs> there's tunnels and everything else inside the moon Who we knows haven't gone back since 1973 if i remember right Some, somewhere oh, in the i early can't remember 70s. when the missions ended I'm pretty yeah. sure it's 73 um and that is so long like i don't even think it's most like people know that almost, you tell people yeah. like hey did you know we, we haven't been to the moon since 1970 and they're like what i thought they were going to the moon all the time like i feel like a lot of people just assume that once we went we just kept going and we're doing new research and stuff but we just stopped just stopped going to the moon completely which is which just raises all kinds of red flags and yes. questions in your head of well why because we need to stop bringing it's these not, astronauts here because they're coming back down telling the truth about what's going on yeah here. well and it's not because of money like let's be real it's not like they don't have money to do this they clearly have money to do everything else but they don't have money to like fund <laughs> space exploration yeah, like come on, come on now Seriously, Good God, we spend so much just on like securing Trump's family every day because he has such a huge family, making sure they're all safe. If we put just like a fraction of that, like a month's worth of that towards we we could probably mission, go to like Saturn or something. Yeah, <laughs> we could, like go far. Well, that's the thing is just like it's it's hard to believe that we haven't been back and. You know what the hell has nasa been up to like i mean they're obviously still sending things into space and you know we're all obsessed with the international space station which is great cool you know we're orbiting orbiting our planet you know looking at shit, taking pictures i mean what are what could they possibly be doing that's like groundbreaking on you know the yeah. international space station 
Like how many years is going to go by that we just keep sending people to the space station? Yeah. And first of all, the space station is on its way out, by the way. It's losing all of its funding, So, which oh, is wow. what, what we'll talk about here because China is really trying to ramp up um, their space program. And, and a year ago, they made this announcement, um, which we're going to talk about some of the updates with this, is that this year, 2018, China is planning to land a uh, lunar rover on the far side of the moon, or some people call it the dark side of the moon. On the dark side <laughs> of the moon. <laughs> exactly. Because we've never we've never seen what's on the other side. Yeah. We've never been to the other side of the moon. So No, and it's like, God, can you imagine? If I were an alien race and I wanted to spy on humans or have like a nice little base that I could like get back and forth quickly between Earth and uh, outer space... I would set up on the other side of the moon. Like, they can't see us from here. Yeah, exactly. It's actually really smart. I'm surprised. And, you know, it's interesting. A lot of... I'm doing Hitler conspiracies this week on my channel. And there's a lot of theories that Hitler actually has a base on the moon. And, like, the Nazis have a base on the the dark side. Yeah, there's a lot of people that believe there's some sort of operations center on the moon called the LLC, Lunar Lunar Operation Command or something. There's a lot of people think there's uh, actual hub on the on the moon somewhere whether it's the far side or possibly even within it because if you think about it it's a giant piece of rock why wouldn't there be tunnels why couldn't there be yeah. underground caverns just like there is here on this planet mm. so it would be very very easy for you know some sort of civilization to hide itself on the moon whether it's on the the far side or within it so yeah. It'll be super interesting to see see what what they find oh when they land something God. there. <laughs> they like land there. What if just... that is like the way that they end up revealing aliens the Chinese to people? Like the are Chinese the ones that, went like, reveal... to the other side of the moon and guess <laughs> what they fucking found, guys? We had no idea there are, there are aliens. They're here. That'd be so funny. There's just like little flying saucers everywhere, and there's like there's Holy like beings walking around, little short beings. So this is just the first step. How long is it going to take them to uh, do this? Well, it's happening happening this year because what what just happened recently um yeah because so um the um, so basically the the space power the chinese uh space program launched a relay a relay satellite early monday of this week in order to set up a communication link between the earth and the country's uh lunar probe so that they can communicate back and forth between it um so they announced that they did that this monday and this this launch of this Satellite is a key step in order for China to um, make this goal of being the first country to send a probe to soft land and rove on the far side of the moon. So there and they first announced this uh, announced that they were going to do this in 2015. And the idea is to have the Chang uh, Changi 4 lunar probe touch down on the far side of the moon. And it's we don't know exactly when the launch is going to occur, but they are saying that it should uh, the uh, launch of the actual lunar probe should take place later this year. Hmm. So the satellite that they sent up is called uh, uh, QCow. That's probably not how you say Where? it, but Wait. Q. It's like Q. I mean, I don't Quaco? know. Quake. Quake. It's like Keiko. No, that's it's Q U E like K Q I A O Q I A O is the name of this Chinese uh, rocket that uh, blasted off before 5 30 a.m on monday morning that means matt just for future reference that means magpie bridge in chinese hmm. magpie bridge why are they calling the the rocket magpie bridge well it, it, i guess it's kind of a bridge between oh yeah that makes sense. It, it's bridging the communication between the probe and the oh, earth yeah that makes sense <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> keep going. So the satellite um, separated from its rocket 25 minutes after liftoff, and then it entered a transfer orbit between the Earth and the moon with its solar panels and communication antennas successfully unfolded. So it sounds like mission success. Uh, they've got the actual uh, communication probe in place. Um, but it sounds like the mission still is facing a bunch of challenges, uh, according to the project manager, uh, including multiple adjustments to its final orbit, breaking near the moon, and taking advantage of lunar gravity. I was going to say, I mean, you when you think about trying to land something on the surface of a uh, of another uh, object in space, it's it seems like you you, oh, you just shoot it straight at it, and then you drop it, yeah. just hits the planet and drops no. on it. But it's actually got to launch, go over it. Yeah, go over the to the side. far side and then land. And then go back, start going backwards. Yeah, like, it. yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, that's definitely takes some technology to, to pull that off. Yeah, so. well, and it hasn't really been done. Like, obviously, that type of landing, um, at least not on the moon. So <laughs> it's got to be kind of nerve wracking. God, I swear, man, it would be so nerve wracking to be one of those NASA people or someone who's like, like really has their ass on the line for a successful launch and then having to watch. Oh yeah. Oh, the stress. Like, I don't know if you guys saw my video where I showed a clip of, um, when the Columbia exploded, yeah. like the dude was starting crying. So, yeah. Like he was just like the pressure. It's insane. Imagine if you were the first one operating this mission to land on the other side of the moon, that'd be a little stressful. Oh yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. It's what's interesting to me though, is that, um, a little while ago, uh, Trump did make a bunch of like claims that he was going to like push space exploration forward and they're yeah, going to go back did. to the moon and all this and that. And then literally as things got closer to making things happen, he com it completely got shut down. Like the yep. all of our space hopes and dreams for the near future got completely shut down. Yeah, and that's what happens with every politician. They say things and then they get into power and realize, oh, shit, I don't have nearly as much control of this as I thought I did. And they're saying it's because of uh, budgetary constraints, which is mm. just like, sure, dude. that's that's such a lame excuse. Whatever, because you guys we can know print where that new money. Going. They print new money all the time. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know how that works, but but China's like China's China's right now trying to overtake the world as the number one superpower. Dude, and they're going to. They're going to. They are going I mean, to. it's inevitable at this point. I mean, they're 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 smart in the sense that they know what to invest their money into. They're not. They're probably Education. not investing it into all of these foreign interests and and wars and military like we are they're yeah. investing it into things that are important like space travel because they're actually yeah. planning to launch its first mars probe around 2020 to carry out orbiting and a roving exploration as well as a second mission that would include collection of surface samples from the red planet because yeah their overall goal is that by 2030 they'll be among the major space powers of the world because right now, I mean, for a long time, it's been Russia, it's been the U.S., mm -hmm. but really, it's been very quiet when it comes to space exploration lately, and it's 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 very curious as to why. You would mm -hmm. think that, because if you look at the technology that took astronauts to the moon in the 60s and 70s, yeah, and you think about where it could be right now, it's like, why the hell are we not like going to the moon on a regular basis at this point it should be like a quick around. mission that's yeah like seriously routine standard we we should have something set up on the moon the fact that we don't have a moon base set up is weird officially like declared like yeah. moon base. yeah why yeah, don't yeah. we have that 
That seems like something America would want to do. Like, there's a space to be conquered. Let's conquer it. Well, maybe they've done it, and it's all been kept secret so that they can do whatever the hell they want to do with it without the American public even letting that cross their minds. I mean, that's the the thing about this whole fucking thing is they're definitely doing stuff like this. It's just totally being kept in the dark from the public so that they can do whatever their agendas are and do whatever they want to do without us knowing. Yeah. Because what's the benefit of us knowing that there's a base on the moon? Absolutely nothing, really, at the end of the day. So very interesting, though. Um, We'll see what happens with China, and we'll see what what comes up uh, when they land on the far side of the moon. That'll be super interesting. Hopefully it'll be in, like, 4K live stream. Yeah. Some, God, they, like good, if they live stream the fucking uh, lunar landing in the 60s, the 60s people, they live stream that shit. That's unreal. From the fucking moon. That's unreal. So, yeah, I agree. If, if China's satellite, going, they are always like very forward in technology. I better I better get a 4K. It better be virtual version. reality recording. Like, seriously. I mean, <laughs> seriously, let's let's hope that it's it's uh, not grainy shitty footage that looks like it was made in a studio hollywood studio well, maybe that's why they stopped sending people to the moon they knew like technology is eventually going to get better and people are going to be like yo why does this still look so shitty and grainy and hard to see they probably have to keep putting out like crappy pictures or i i think that honestly a big reason is because there's literally an extraterrestrial presence that is yeah, is gonna be shown like if they've well, that's live streamed everything shitty pictures and shitty video right or they just straight up fake it in a studio they don't even do it where they said they do it (laughs) who knows (laughs) who knows i think i think they've been to the moon i just think i know for a fact some of those photos are faked though they are there's proof there's evidence that some of the photos were faked or taken in the studio some of the footage looks pretty fucking yeah it's pretty bad sketchy to me it's pretty bad well if that doesn't make you uh (laughs) make you rethink your life here's another thing you got to be worried about your Amazon Alexa, okay, oh, and so artificial intelligence. That. Oh, I know. I've returned it. I had, I oh, bought yeah, one bought and then it. I returned it because I was like, nope, not letting this thing in my house. And thank fucking God because this these Amazon Alexa devices are not your friends. Because two weeks ago, a woman in Portland learned that her Amazon Echo device had recorded and sent a private conversation between her and her husband to one of his employees in Seattle without their knowledge. What? So so Amazon Alexa was in the area where they were talking. And they, it, they weren't talking about anything um, crazy. They're actually talking about hardwood floors. But according to Amazon, Alexa apparently misunderstood their discussion about hardwood floors as a series of commands to send their conversations to the man in Seattle. What? Yeah, apparently Amazon said that the Echo device woke up due to a word in the background conversation sounding like Alexa. Yeah, well, obviously that's going to happen. That happens like with Siri all the time. But the fact that it with that. So, um, so yeah, so then and then the subsequent conversation that was heard by Alexa was heard as a send message request, at which point Alexa said out loud to whom, at which point the background conversation was interpreted as a name in the customer's contact list. So they can like see the transcript of what Yeah, they can look at the logs. Yeah, they have logs of what what it says. Alexa then asked out loud, contact name, right? Alexa then interpreted the background conversation as right. Um, As unlikely as this uh, string of events is, 
Um, this is we're evaluating options to make this case even less likely. Amazon uh, told Ars Technica when they were asked about um, what they found in these device logs. But apparently, the woman in Portland claimed that the Echo never audibly confirmed it was going to send the recording. And yeah, e- yeah. Are, isn't it supposed to say, "Are you ready for?" Me and to they send swear this? by this. They they swear they didn't hear it ask this or ask any of these things, and that it just did this without oh asking. God. And it's it is a little it is, yeah. It's it's not a good thought to think that Alexa can just mishear you having a conversation about flooring. And then make four consecutive commands based upon what it thinks it hears and just does it, you know, that's what's so, so crazy about it. Well, okay. So it seems that to be in this modern world, you pretty much are surrounded by these listening devices everywhere. Like we have these devices, devices with access to the microphone that is just listening in the background all the time. So even if you turn it off on your like Siri or something in the future, like you said, we're probably going to have like robots. We're going to have like a Humanoid. chef and, you know, you're going to have to talk to them and they're going to be listening. So it's like, where are we going to draw the line? Because That's... we're returning Alexa right now, but are you never going to get a robot? Because I know you, you're going to want that robot. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. And that's why a lot of people like when they heard this story was like, this is some black mirror shit right here. Like this is yeah. some like this is a, a future futuristic scenario that's played out on, on an episode of Black Mirror for sure, because it, it illustrates this real life privacy nightmare um, when you bringing voice assistance into your home. Because with any Internet connect, connected technology, smart speakers like the Amazon Echo and the Google Home um, Siri present consumers with this issue of trading privacy for convenience so do you want would you rather have the convenience of having these devices and artificial intelligence doing these tasks for you or are you going to be on the privacy side and you're worried that your privacy is in jeopardy because these devices are listening to you so it's going to be a choice of which one is you know which one do you want you want more do you want privacy or do you want the convenience that these devices can offer yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it seems like you can't really like have it both ways. <laughs> right, because these devices record your commands in order to train their voice software to understand commands better. And it's like, come on, that's why as, it as technology gets better over time, there's going to be more and more of these things around. They're going to be in public places, listening to you in the bathroom. Like, there's going to be everywhere. There's going to be iPads in the walls. And like, people don't realize how crazy it's going to get. It's going to be so, everything's going to be so advanced and so new. And all everything's going to have these little speakers because people like doing the voice thing. Even with our TV, like we have two uh, or no, we have direct TV now, but we used to have Comcast and it had a voice remote. And I really miss the voice remote because it's nice. Like people like being able to just say something, give a command and it does it. It's very convenient right. and it makes you feel like kind of fancy and high tech. So n- this isn't going away. People aren't going to stop buying these devices because they're worried about them listening. Soon it's going to get no, to the point where everyone has them. No. And you can't really avoid it. Because most people aren't like really paranoid about people listening to them or their, you know, information being recorded. Because because I, I think I think the the unfortunate truth is, is that all, you know, no matter if you use the Internet at all, you're at risk of your information being tracked and recorded in some way, shape or form. So, you know, to really be paranoid that these types of devices like Amazon Alexa or Google Home are recording you know, your voice and things that you say is, you know, really at the end of the day, no different than what you search into Google and what you search on, on the internet and things like that. So, you know, there's, there's, I think there's definitely a trade-off because it's like, 
there's definitely cons to you know having your privacy invaded and having all these th all, basically everything you say around this device recorded because it's listening to you in order to make itself smarter but i think it's just inevitable i don't think there's really any way to stop this from happening and yeah. i mean google and amazon they actually hold a number of patents that enables them to collect data from the voice commands and it allows them to analyze it and do anything from making a judgment about a child's level of mischief to gauging a person's mood in order to personalize content or target ads because yeah. that's that's all the that's, ad thing is a big deal dude. right that's they a, listen have you ever had that happen to you when you're like talking to your friend about something or talking about smoothies and then a jamba juice commercial pops yeah. up on your instagram you're like i didn't type that i said that this thing is fucking listening to me our yeah. phones listen to what we're doing it is it is really really creepy. just the and this same is way just, that your computer looks yeah. like gets cookies and those cookies then give you the content that you're searching for Based everywhere on, yeah. you see the ads everywhere you're you like go. You're oh like, i was looking at monk on instagram yeah. now it's on my face now i'm hitting too. hit with monk ads yep yep yeah it's really it's smart. getting smarter I mean, and smarter and we're this is all just you know merging with the singularity because people are not going to stop using these devices no. i guarantee no <laughs> they're like eh, whatever privacy privacy yeah i'll well have this robot do everything for me by being able to talk to it well that's the thing i mean I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I don't care as much that my my stuff's being recorded as much as I care about my private personal information being shared. You know, like the whole breach with Facebook was a complete disaster because that's a lot of people's personal information. And I care more about that than I care about, you know, Alexa overhearing me talk about, you know, you know, the stains in my shirt and how I might need need to get some Clorox bleach in order to get the stains out. Yeah. And, you know, Alexa's the only reason Alexa's even listening to me say that is because it's going to serve me with an ad for Clorox. And Amazon's actually working on this right now. I don't think it's it's in place with Alexa devices right now, but pretty soon. I mean, it's going to you know, if you say something that you need or, you know, you're talking about something specific, then Alexa's gonna be like, hey, did you know that there's this place nearby that you can buy this or you can go do this? I mean, I think that's inevitable. And. These personal, I mean, I just did a video on my channel actually about um, Google's new uh, AI home uh, assistant. Yes, you did. And that's wild, man. Nothing. Yeah, that freaked me out. It's just like a human. It's indistinguishable from a human when you talk to it. Yeah. Imagine telling your your assistant to, hey, can you call blah, blah, blah and get an appointment or blah, blah, blah. Can you, you know, yeah. contact, you know, this restaurant and reserve, reserve a table for me then. And the fact that these this AI is already at this level of being indistinguishable from a human is just absolutely mind-boggling it's crazy and it's only 2018 so <laughs> imagine 2050 like Dude. where shit's gonna be <laughs> i know it's so crazy it's gonna be in such a crazy place but we just, i just wanted to talk about that because that was a, a sort of a hot topic in the in the news this week and and uh, a lot of people were wondering about um this amazon alexa issue as well as the new Google AI assistant. So very, very interesting stuff. But today, let's talk about the Rockefeller family conspiracy. Oh my God. So, so interesting. And in episode 18, we talked about the Rothschild family, which is also one of the five main families that control the world. There is actually probably a lot more families involved, a lot more bloodlines involved, but we're going to cover at least the the main five that 
have had perhaps the biggest impact on the structure of this country and the systems that are in place. And what's really interesting when you start looking at the Rock, Rockefeller family is how how often they are mentioned alongside the Rothschilds. Like the, the two oh, yeah. are very, very connected yes. and intertwined. And when people think about Illuminati or, you know, elite families that run the world, many people immediately go to Rothschilds, Rockefellers. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to cover them next is because they are very, very involved with the way everything Dude, is. I even remember reading about them and taking notes off them out of my like school history book. Yeah, I mean, and the Rockefellers are actually one that I remember hearing about, but I definitely only heard them in a positive light and only in a, a light that is a, you know, that they base, you know, they were businessmen and they did all of these things for our country and for the banking system. But today we're going to dig into some of the um, little known facts about the Rockefeller family. So first, let's talk a little bit about the history of the Rockefellers business empire. So the Rockefellers made their wealth through John D. Rockefeller and his foundation of the company Standard Oil, which is essentially what brought about the many fortunes yes. to the Rockefeller dynasty. They are the oil kingpins. They are the oil yes. masters. They they essentially control the oil in the entire world from a very from the very beginning from the late 1800s into the 1900s yeah well i mean owning standard oil get that was such a huge thing that was really what secured it right them. right and they started so john d rockefeller is he's not the oldest his father is named william but john mm -hmm. is kind of is kind of where the everything started because isn't it john davidson rocket yeah davidson? yeah um, yeah, so John D. Rockefeller started Standard Oil Company in 1870, and he was actually the world's first billionaire. Because he would not he monopolized it. And like this yes. was back before like when you could do that, like just cheat the system, buy everything up, and own the business. And right. he basically owned oil. There was no chance for like the little guy to no. make it. In no, the he owned all the oil and controlled all the oil throughout the entire world. And they still do today, pretty much. And there's actually a lot of rumors around how this, how their actual dynasty actually started. And apparently he kind of got started by selling prohibited alcohol to Union soldiers. Um, he originally started out owning a whiskey distillery, which is interesting. So he controlled that, that market as well. But John D. Rockefeller was David Rockefeller's grandfather. And John actually died in 1937. And David Rockefeller is the one that is perhaps the most infamous of them all and the person that many of us think of when we think of the Rockefeller family. Mm -hmm. Because David, he used his money and his wealth that he got from his father in order to help create and fund the Federal Reserve along, along with the Rothschilds family. Mm -hmm. And this gave these two families the ability to print money out of thin air. Because that's Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Right. Because the Federal Reserve is is a private entity and they essentially can print money whenever they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can. And it like ruins the value of the dollar and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. But this by doing this, this put them well above the U.S. government in terms of power and influence. And this move allowed them to gain power over the government and the people 
via a rigged financial system. And this is a historical event that is really never talked about in school. No. I mean, I don't remember hearing about this in school at all or even about Standard Oil or anything. No, about and that. you think that would be like basic 101. We learn about the, you know, about the government, the economy, the way the system works. We we touch on the Federal Reserve, but not like this. And I feel like I didn't ever hear. And, you know, guys, the Federal Reserve is actually owned by these two rich families, <sighs> not even the government. It's private. No one ever said that shit. How many, and that's a pretty important detail that people really think all our money is coming from the government. And it's not. I bet if we went to a high school today and just went around asking people, like, do you think the Federal Reserve is government? Who owns the who Federal owns, Reserve? Right. Who owns the Federal Reserve? Who, what would people they would say? They uh, Probably the federal government. Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, him. He gets to control it They'd all. say the government, though. That's what people would say is the government. They wouldn't say these private corporations no, and, and definitely private. not some family. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's not. It's pretty shocking when you figure that out. I mean, God, that's one of the, the things that really hit me that I've, I've learned this year. Actually, it's only been like about a year that I learned about the federal reserve and wow, did it open my eyes? <laughs> oh, Cause yeah. I was like, Holy shit. If there's anything that will shatter the illusion of this country and yeah. the systems that are in place, it's, it's learning about the, the banking system, the monetary system, the way that, the financial aspect of our country is how we is just get screwed and, over and over and over. And if you want to know more about this, I highly recommend watching Thrive. It's free on YouTube. T H uh, R I V E Thrive. Thrive Movement. Really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it goes into a lot of the detail about the formation of the Federal Reserve and how the system's completely rigged and how money we get has screwed, no value. Interest is bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. everything is, it is so eye-opening truly it is it is so um the rockefellers after the federal reserve was created in 19 or uh it was in 1913 so this is actually shortly before the creation of the federal reserve in 1911 the supreme court actually um was realized that oh shit the uh standard oil has a complete monopoly over the entire oil business yeah. and this is a huge problem obviously yeah so um, antitrust legislation actually forced the breakup of Standard Oil into various oil companies we recognize today. So you're like, oh, okay, well, it got broken up, so that's good. <laughs> you know, they're not going to have the same control or power over this industry. But guess what? Wrong-o. <laughs> yeah, wrong-o. Wrong it's all still owned by them. It was all broken into little companies that is still owned by them. So nothing. Check they this. still have the monopoly. Check this, yeah. All right, check it. So from Standard Oil... They were they basically um, broke apart and then formed into the companies that we know today as Exxon Mobil, which is the world's most profitable company on the planet, <sighs> Chevron, ConocoPhillips, BP, Amoco, uh, and actually four out of the six super majors in the oil industry are direct Rockefeller spinoffs, which is BP, Chevron, Exxon Mobil, and ConocoPhillips, which are basically all the <laughs> all biggest the, ones. Yeah are still direct Rockefeller. So they still have a company. monopoly. It's so funny. Like as we're reading this stuff, I am having such a flashback of my history class because I was taught by remember Mr. Eskew. I loved him. He's my favorite history teacher. And I remember him explaining this stuff, but it was so like different. Like we talked about monopolies and how they how they broke up the monopolies and we moved on like a right. stronger yeah, yeah, yeah. economy. It, was like, yeah. it wasn't like but they were all bought by the same dude. It was just like they were they just up. were the company. It just wasn't one company. They just broke it in the six, but the it's still owned by. It's so the, the average person doesn't know the details behind that stuff, no. and they won't look. So 
it looks like it's not a monopoly, but it right. is. Right. They, like they're telling things. us. That, yeah, it's, it's exactly like most things. Never, like, hey, we did this yes. for your benefit, so you should be good. Don't No need to worry. We took care of it. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, I mean, and they've gotten way more stinky now because now, you know, you can go look and see who runs these companies. You can actually do a lot more research on this than they could at in, you know, the early 1900s. Yeah. So it was still way easier for them to get away with owning, still owning these companies, even though it wasn't their, you know, one standard oil that they started. Right. Yeah. So clearly these companies never really broke apart. And since oil prices at the time were skyrocketing and these families were grabbing control of the money supply, uh, John D. Rockefeller quickly had the U S government in his pocket and he was free to manipulate uh, the society because he had control over the most worshipped resource on the planet, which is money. So he had we oil are a society and he had banking. That only cares. We have come become a society that only cares about money, which you know, the actual dollar has no physical value to it. And it's like it's so sad. And and how do you control the world? Control the one thing that everyone's worried about and the one thing everyone's chasing, the one thing people obsess over, and that's money. And why did we have to have money in the first place? We didn't. It's like we didn't. We never needed it. It was a no. man-made thing. Why did we yeah. need this man-made? Yes. Ma- this valued op. It's because it allows control. It allows an individual or group to take control over others by forcing them to be a slave to this. Have this thing. little system, yeah. Because it. I mean, a long time ago, before this time type of stuff was set up, like tribes, old tribes and stuff, they just. They functioned in small groups, small right. areas. They, you know, lived small. Obviously, they didn't like explore the rest of the world, but they shared everything within that little group. So everyone had what they needed. There was a medic. There was a, um, the a hunter, chef, the a gatherer, hunter, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people the just work person. together. And it's not about equal and fairness and making sure everything's even and me having more than you. And that family has more than everyone else. It was not like that. It's like we are all one. We are all a family as the human race. And you know, we support each other and that mindset is gone. It's completely gone. It's, it's every gone. man for himself. It's doggy dog world. They've you trained know, us though. Like in a way it's not even our fault. We're so far from our own roots that we like have lost the true meaning Seriously. of life. If you ever get a chance, go sit down with the aboriginals and, and oh, they will, God. they will blow your mind because they've Dude. been living. They're the oldest known um, group of, of people on the planet. And yep. they've been, the way they've been living is the same way they've been living for what that, like thousands yes, of years and they're now. So happy. Like yes. people think of like people in tribes yeah. with like, you know, they don't have a lot of money that they're unhappy. That right. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. They wish they were in America, but they don't dude. They're so happy. They're the happiest people I've ever met. Josh and I had the privilege of sitting down with an Aboriginal man, a real Aboriginal yeah. man who played us. I can't remember the name of that instrument. It's like this big wooden thing. Yeah, it's if really you look wild. it up, if you look up Aboriginal instrument, you, yeah, you'll find right it. Up. I can't remember. It's the like name a, of it. it's like a big kind of like thing they blow into. It's kind of like a big, like a has kind of like a and it trombone sounds like wah, 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 wah. yeah, it yeah. does like all these like little noises. And he would he would like play these little noises and then have us guess what animal he was trying to imitate. But, but they're just so... their lifestyle was so different, and it was really like I swear to God that was one of the most eye opening days of my life. Yeah, sitting realizing on, what true sitting, happiness is. Sitting with him was. Definitely eye-opening because you can just it's just like whoa. It's like whoa. Yeah, there's Dude people that nothing. are still Like this and they don't want to change They no. don't want what I'm doing and they, they don't feel want bad this. for us They feel bad for the rest of the world that is so lost trapped and so enslaved. Confused. Yeah, absolutely and so like for ourselves like god We have children dying all over the world people can't raise an eyebrow like it's it's unbelievable how into our own selves we've become and all about fighting for your money and your 
your family and securing everything for you. And it's not about teamwork anymore. It's just not like that. No. And I mean, in the way that the the current political atmosphere and, and the system set up is it's we're more divided and have more walls up than ever. I mean, by far we and we're so quick to judge each other and so quick to, you know, say you're this, you're that and not even without even knowing the person. And mm-hmm. it's gotten to a really, really bad point. And that's yeah. why we have to in order to survive as a human civilization, we have to evolve and move past these things and really go back to our roots mm-hmm. and, and get rid of these systems that are in place that are dividing us and oh, enslaving us to this so money. hard though. How are we going to do that? How do you do that? Exactly. Not what this podcast is about today, but it's, it's, it's just mind boggling to, to think about because so going back to the Rockefellers and the federal reserve, which if you didn't know, the federal reserve was founded on December 23rd, 1913. And there's a lot of people that that contend that every single note or dollar that is printed by the Federal Reserve is actually property of the Rockefellers. And this is because they are the original founders and owners of the Federal Reserve and the institution that loans money to the government in order to be given to the people at an interest rate to be paid back to the Rockefellers. So it's like literally we pay interest to the Rockefellers, to the people that control the Federal Reserve for just giving us money in the first place. It's it's this like we were saying before the system is so fucking it's a mess. It's complete mess and we're getting completely screwed and Mm -hmm. many of us don't even know it. Mm -hmm. But in 1908 following various financial crises Congress passed the Aldrich Vreeland Act to examine banking and Senate Republican leader Nelson Aldrich led the inquiry meeting with representatives of Prominent banks including J.P. Morgan, National City Bank of New York, and Kuhn uh, Loeb and Company, and the National City. I guess those are all controlled by one of these five families. <laughs> Watch, yeah, the National City Bank of New York in particular was closely linked to the Rockefellers. Boom. But the Rockefellers also did a lot of business with J.P. Morgan. Yes. Which also um, funded Cornelius Vanderbilt's New York Central Railroad, and John D. Rockefeller Jr. was actually married to Aldrich's daughter Abigail. Which is interesting because all these all these elite families intermarry into mm-hmm. each other and they all are very, very intertwined with each other. Which <laughs> Yeah, is, you never see one of them just like go off to college and meet some average. No, rando. some random average. Like, oh, this Joe chick or yeah. I just found, she's from, you know. Yeah, or like some like college. different ethnicity. <laughs> it's always like very like the same the yeah. same elite, you know. Dude, I families. bet you they make sure they have the same blood type too. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah, probably. <laughs> But Aldrich's inquiry led to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 and the subsequent establishment of the regional Federal Reserve Banks, of which the Federal Reserve Bank of New York was the most powerful. And the Rockefellers were also major shareholders of the Equitable Trust Company, which merged with Chase National Bank in 1930, which everything is clearly quite closely interrelated. And also, many conspiracy theorists point out to the role of the Rockefellers in the Bank for International Settlements in uh, Basel, Basel, Switzerland, which was initially founded to handle Germany's World War I reparations, but now fosters international monetary and financial cooperation and serves as a bank for central banks. Hmm. So Gates um, Magara, Magara, formerly of Chase Manhattan, Chase National Bank, and the Federal Reserve, was its first president. And by the way, uh, Magara's grandson, Richard Magara Helms, was a senior official at the CIA at the time of John F. Kennedy's assassination. <laughs> Needless to say, the Rockefellers have also been linked, 
vaguely to Kennedy assassination conspiracies. Yeah, there's actually a decent amount of proof, too. Because Kennedy talked about the Federal Reserve and talked about the system and talked about how how things needed to change and things and, you know, the power was not with the people more boldly than really any other leader in American history, I, I would want to say. I, I don't know if you agree with me, but um, I think it's, it is very interesting that the Rockefellers may have an interest in the assassination of Kennedy because they wanted to break up the Federal Reserve and, you know, create an actual, like, government system that is transparent, you know, yeah. that we can see into and understand. So some other things just to note about the Federal Reserve is that it is a, a private bank and not a government or national nationalist one. And it does beg the question as to why the U.S. government gets its money from a private institution. Why? That makes no sense. And a lot of people don't even know that. Hmm. And the Federal Reserve is accredited with financing all modern wars, which some claim yeah. can be attributed to the Rockefeller dynasty. I 100 percent agree with that. And financing both uh, sides of the war. Too. Yes. Yes. Which is what we talked about the Rothschilds. Mm hmm. J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds have also been linked to the Federal Reserve, and its ties between the Morgans, Rothschilds, and Rockefellers cannot be denied. And that is 100% fact. There is many connections. They clearly knew each other. They clearly yeah. met together and It helped. seems like the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, and Morgans are like the main three. Especially when it, when it comes to the financial yeah. banking system in the Federal Reserve. Absolutely. They're, they're the, main, the main ones. But there's other large families with ties to the Federal Reserve, um, which include the Lazards of France, the Warburgs of Hamburg, Goldman Sachs of New York, uh, the uh, Seifs of Rome, the Laymans. And some speculate that up to 90% of the wealth of Fortune 500 companies is owned by these eight families. Wow. There's no denying that the, the wealth equality in this world is so fucking lopsided. Yeah. It is not even funny. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's gross. Literally, like the people own like a fraction of one percent. Yep. Yep. And yep. I've said it before. Ten, I'm going to say like, it again. But you look, it goes right back to Egypt. Egypt had their caste system, and that's what the pyramid, you know, represented for them. The the few elites at the top, the leader, and it goes down, and everyone has a role. The artisans, the this, the that, whatever, and the lowest and the biggest part of the triangle are the poor people. There always needs to be way more of them than at the top to make that triangle. And we literally still have this symbol on our fucking dollar. Yeah. Like a giant slap in the face to us. Like, yeah. just so you know, <laughs> you're at know the your place. Right. For real. You're you're essentially being ruled. Yep. We're still under rule by these elite families, it seems. It's crazy. And not only that, but this is also interesting. The Rockefellers could literally be responsible for how shitty our public school systems are no they are yeah they totally yeah. are <laughs> they, they really are and this is almost never discussed by the mainstream and the mainstream never talks about how the rockefellers are responsible for the awful condition of the public education system these poor teachers have no funding it's so unreal i have friends that are teachers i was going to be a teacher i was in school i was about to start t student teaching yeah and looking at what my friends go through i'm like i don't even i think i made the right choice it's so sad. The schools are, and especially, you know, some of the more unfortunate areas, you know, where people, the oh. kids are just, it, the conditions. Are oh, ridiculous. yeah. If you're in an urban or Cold, low income area, dirty, like, yeah. 
I, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. And like, I come from a family of educators. My my mom is a superintendent. They were teachers. They were yeah. principals. Like, they I I've lived that life with them. And and it is hard to be an educator or a teacher these days because the conditions at many schools are terrible. The resources are they're constantly getting their budgets cut. It's crazy. Schools Always. are constantly Just when getting you think budgets they cut do it anymore. They do more and more money is being stripped away from them. They're asked to do less. Uh, do more with less and more kids. There's more kids, more kids in each class. You know, the ratio from student to teacher is ridiculous. People are stuck with like 30 kids in their classroom. They're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I can't it's, teach it's them. It's so bad that, I mean, and any of you, I mean, I can attest to my own experience that I really didn't retain much from school. I mean, it Me was, either, it dude. was like you get some basic concepts, but yeah. at the end of the day, how much do you really learn and how much do you really attain? You don't because school has taught us that it's about filling your brain with knowledge, memorizing yeah. things, and then <laughs> dumping it all. As soon as the test's over and as soon as you get your grade, you're done. doesn't matter if you actually retained any of that or got anything from it or learned from it as long as you were able to produce it on the day you were supposed to. That's all that matters. The school system is beyond fucked up, beyond repair at this point. Standardized testing is a joke. I didn't. Use, I mean, I could go on and on about schools because you know I had learning disabilities and it was a. We should do a podcast about schools and about the school system. Yeah, we, we could should. do a whole episode just talking about the state of the state of affairs with the education system. Yep. So the reason the reason that the Rockefellers are linked is because many years ago, when the, the system was the public education system was first being set up, there was a lot a lot of money poured into a Rockefeller-created National Education Association with also help from the Carnegie Foundation and later the Ford Foundation, so other very wealthy elite groups. And the result of this and of the efforts of these organizations can clearly be seen worldwide today. And you can clearly see the real purpose of the education system, which is their version of what they want to teach children and young people. And those those couple things are is one reward comes from accurate memory recall from mm -hmm. heavy repetition. Yes. Because like I don't remember anything. If you were to ask me to like do a basic trigonometry fact or something, or even algebra, I wouldn't even be able to solve for X at this point. I have literally <laughs> completely removed all of that knowledge from my head. Gone. Well, that's why it should just be way more tailored to the individual. Well, weren't we saying too? Didn't you take? Did you take World Civ or Old yeah, Civilizations? Civ. Yeah. yeah, and like God, I am now. I'm so interested in all these ancient civilizations, but I barely remember anything I learned about them in school. But I took a whole semester's worth, and it was one of the hardest classes I ever took. Yeah, no, I know it's. It, they glaze over the good stuff, the like actual true stuff yeah. that you need to know about. They give you the, the a very one little quick. Yeah. quickie version of it and then and it's they not move even on the teacher's fault because they'll no. get in trouble if they if they do too much oh, the and there's always those set. teachers that do a good job and go like a little, a little bit, bit further than they're supposed to and like, or show things yeah. like show videos yes. or like will bring in alternative stuff Dude, there's people that are talking about conspiracies i've had subscribers like message yeah, me like hey my school. my uh te history teacher's talking about the jfk conspiracy like this is so crazy <laughs> so i mean every once in a while in a blue moon you get you know someone who's willing to go deeper you okay there? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but the other thing that the schools teach right now is non-compliance will be punished. You will be punished for not conforming. Yes. If you are different or you try different. to be or try to want to know about something different than what everybody else is learning, 
you get shut the fuck down. They yep. shut you down and they make they make you into a bad person. Mm-hmm. And that is so obvious. And not only that, but acceptance that truth and what is real comes from authority. That's also something they hammer into you is that you accept the truth that is told to you and basically anybody of authority has, you know, you need to listen to them. And which is just so it's so obvious that the real purpose of the education system is to cultivate this this culture of conformity and prohibit critical thinking about anything of real importance. And th- I mean, that's really what led us down this road and, and made us want to do this podcast and, and make videos about this stuff is because we feel so strongly that the version of the truth that we've been given has a lot of holes in it. It has a lot of issues and we need to we need to get the facts straight. We yeah. need to look at everything mm-hmm. critically and think about everything um, in a totally different light because because the truth that you're taught in school is, you know, a partial truth at that. You know, it's a partial truth at that. So continuing on, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Rockefeller family history. So John D. Rockefeller, um, who we've been talking about, was David Rockefeller's grandfather who died in 1937, and he was the world's first billionaire. So the rest of the Rockefeller family includes William Rockefeller Sr., which was uh, John Davison Rockefeller's father. And then there's some other Rockefellers as well, some other brothers as well. Um, So let's see. So... William, there's William, there's John D. Rockefeller Jr., and um, which is who we're talking, or uh, we're talking about David Rockefeller. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, can I have to run off real quick? So John D. Rockefeller, um, John D. Rockefeller III, Nelson Rockefeller, Winthrop Rockefeller, David Rockefeller, which is the main person that we're gonna we're gonna focus on um, because he is probably the most influential of the Rockefeller family. He had, he had, a, he had, he's been, he's responsible for a lot of different things. And the, and the guy, I don't know, the guy looked a little creepy to me, but that, that might just be me, but he actually just died. Um, and David was the last of John's grandchildren. He was the youngest, but he is the most powerful and favored. And he was actually the CEO of chase Manhattan bank at one point. And as one commenter put it, he was so rich and powerful that becoming president of the United States would have been a demotion. David Rockefeller was so powerful and in such a position of, of influence that being the president would be a downgrade. Wow. And he was the CEO of Chase Bank, which is like J.P. Morgan. Like clearly the links there, like clearly there's a reason why he was the CEO of Chase Manhattan Bank. So that, that's very interesting. Um, but they, yeah, they're they're one of the most powerful families. Um, they're one of thirteen Illuminati bloodlines, and um, if you believe in the idea of Illuminati and these different different families, then they're one of of many. But, well, there's proof that there really wasn't Illuminati, as yes, we talked about last time. Yes. So it's not just some like bullshit thing people made up. <laughs> but a lot of so a lot of people are saying that like these fam like these families and you know people that try to debunk conspiracy theorists are saying that they don't have as much power and influence as they used yeah. to which which may be true because David Rockefeller who we're talking about he recently died and uh 
a year ago, I think. And and so people are saying, well, now that the bad guy's dead, like, you know, oh we don't my need to God. worry about that it. That is so much. ignorant, I think. Come on. We need them for everything. These five families, like everyone in this country and in most of the world relies on these companies. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, they still have control of us. They still own the federal fucking reserve. Anyone who just thinks they just like gave up and went away is like crazy. Well, that's the thing is that, and it could be an indirect control of, of these entities now. Like yeah. they may have another family, another person, you know, controlling things at the top. Yeah. Yeah. David, David Rockefeller um, died March 20th, 2017 at 101 years old. God. So going back to uh, David's father, John D. Rockefeller's death. He had assets that total to 1.5% of US GDP, which is a mammoth amount. It's a huge amount. And relative to GDP, this is much more than the current value of Warren Buffett or Bill Gates. So we're talking billions, possibly trillions of dollars. If you talk about 1.5% of the total GDP, that's a huge, huge number. Yeah, it is. And again, just like the Rockefellers, they were only reported to have a net worth of $3 billion at the time of David Rockefeller's death. But more speculate that their actual worth is close to the trillions and they simply yeah. prefer to appear less influential than they are. Yes, because it takes eyes off of you. Like, why would you want everyone to know that you're this powerful? Um, and they've, you know, they've split up their wealth target, over so yeah. many different over so many different smaller branches of their family that they don't show up on these like top 10 lists of the richest people in the world. So like they're off the radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, smart. it's it's smart. It's really smart way to do it so that you don't draw suspicion to yourself. I mean, people had to really dig to to even oh, find this why? information. If they just want to be that? rich, right. why, why wouldn't you go tell everyone? Like why? if that's if you want to be rich, you'd think you'd be the type. So that makes me think it's not really about the money and about accumulating wealth. It's control for some deeper reasons that we don't even understand. That's what I believe. Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, I totally agree with you and a lot of people actually accuse David Rockefeller of being one of the most evil men alive, as well as much more. And apparently, he used organ transplants on the black market to keep his failing body operating. That's a that's a conspiracy theory. That that's how he stayed alive so long as he purchased body parts on the black market to um, heal him heal himself essentially and keep him alive to 101 years old. Um, it's also reported that to um, have he's also been reported to have said that he never met a dictator that he disliked and he worked with Henry Kissinger and President Carter to get the overthrown Shah of Iran into the US to get treated for cancer which the uh the last Shah of Iran yeah. was um a terrible dictator that did a lot of fucked up shit and he essentially put his neck out on the line to help this guy mm -hmm. um and help him escape Iran and I just quickly wanted to talk about Henry Kissinger because he, I, I don't think a lot, especially younger people of this generation, really understand who he is and how influential he is in history. But Henry Kissinger actually started as Richard Nixon's national security advisor prior to becoming the secretary of state. So he was fairly powerful in, in the political system. And he was very closely involved in the war planning during the Vietnam War. Specifically, he was aware and agreed with the bombing of Cambodia. So he's a warmonger, essentially. And Nixon, President Nixon specifically stated that they were not actively bombing in Cambodia, which borders Vietnam, when they were. Kissinger was fully aware of the bombings at the time. And the whole controversy with Henry Kissinger is that in 1973, Kissinger was given the Nobel Peace Prize for his involvement of the Vietnam Peace Accord. 
and the accord was ratified but it never took effect so it was like a fluke basically that he got the Nobel peace prize when he was doing the exact opposite weird and this all came to head when the Pentagon Papers were released and if you google that term you can find out more but essentially secret documents were released to the public which proved that Nixon not only encouraged the Vietnam War to intensify but that America did did actively bomb Cambodia a country that borders yeah, Vietnam shocking but one which America wasn't at war with at all yeah so oh my god pretty interesting so he no was one a, knows this it's yeah well, obviously some of us know this but I feel yeah. like the average person that I know like people in my life don't know this and they like that's why they think all this stuff is crazy, but they haven't seen the evidence. There's actual government documents showing that we are yeah. perpetuating war. We make, exactly. clearly make money off war. Yes. I mean, it's like, is there's, this, does there's, anyone not believe that at this point? Good God. I, I believe the, the Middle East was literally set up to just be a giant perpetual war so they could just continually. That's why the military industrial complex money. is such a real thing. <sighs> so, so, yeah, basically, there's clear evidence that the Rockefellers are have close links with JP Morgan, the Rothschilds and they, and many other powerful international families. And David Rockefeller has been deemed uh, to be one of the primary figures for pushing a new world order in a one world government. And again, like we talked about with the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds could have been very involved with the creation of the Illuminati, if not directly responsible yeah. for the creation of that. Mm -hmm. And this idea of, of creating this new world order. So when we talk about the Rockefellers in the New World Order, the Rockefellers have long been associated with this idea of the circle, uh, secret world government or one world order, a new world order. It's, it's called by many names um, through institutions such as the Trilateral Commission, which was founded by David Rockefeller to facilitate international economic cooperation as well as having lots of fancy foreign conferences. So we point to this idea of that they want to create this one this new world order because they are creating all these types of commissions and and different types of uh conferences in order to essentially bring the world together in order to all meet and you know create one agenda for everything mm -hmm. and the rockefellers also attend the bilderberg uh bilderberg, bilderberg uh conferences every year and this is an actual quote from David Rockefeller himself, and he said that some even believe the Rockefellers are part of a secret cabal working against the best interests of the United States, categorizing my family and me as internationalists, conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I'm proud from or and I'm proud of it. That's a direct quote of him in a <sighs> His uh, biography. Oh, my basically God. admitting, yeah, that their goal is to create a new world order or one oh, world one central world. government that yeah. they essentially control. Wow. So a little back back history on the new world order. So this new world order conspiracy was first brought to light many years ago through the work of author H. G. Wells in his books, "The Open Conspiracy: The Shape of Things to Come." And blueprints for a world revol revolution and while he did not use the wor word new world order he did mention the coming together of powerful elites to gain power over the masses and that it would be done under the uh, the disguise of integration to benefit all and protect the very people it would end up dominating mm -hmm. and the term new world order has come into prominence more and more since then 
it is actually frequent the term new world order is actually frequently used by politicians and heavily associated with international agreements which have the stated aim to promote a new world order of peace and global stability if they know that like like so many people out there hear the term new world order and like freak out and think that it's like you know this demonic thing, why use why use that yeah thing? yeah it's it's very really interesting weird. that that they do use this yeah and it's been used recently very and odd. many people say that these such an arrangements are a thinly veiled effort to control international politicians and eventually the world in general as all decisions will be centralized by with the one world government with one currency one legal system it's one culture one education everything. system and one medical regime and the whole population would be controlled via the elites who pull the strings and remain relatively anonymous. Wow. What's also interesting is that there's also links between the Rockefellers and the medical establishment, the media and educational institutions. So their, you know, their reach is far, much like the Rothschilds. So this is this is this is a direct uh, theory about the New World Order. It's this is a straight conspiracy theory, but. Conspiracy theorists believe that the the goal of this new world order is to reduce the population of humanity to around 1 billion people. That's a huge cut. Which is like, that's a lot because I think we're at what, like seven, six or billion. seven billion? Yeah, what's the current world population? It's got to be at least like six or seven billion. 7.3 billion to... Uh, that's a lot. We're that's projected crazy. to hit 9.7 billion by 2050. So almost 10 fucking billion people. Well, that's the thing is like it, it, there could really be a problem with overpopulation. And yeah, and no, they're definitely. I mean, at this point, I think there is a problem. It's only going to get worse. I mean, good God, you every year. It seems like, you know, there's so many people and then they have kids and their kids have kids and it just grows exponentially quicker and quicker like snowballs. So we're going to get to the point where we like. The Earth's not gonna be able to to sustain the number of people. Of, well, it could. Yeah. That's the thing is, it depends on who's in power and what. Yes. If we have the free energy of Tesla, we have the you know the advanced yeah. technology of extraterrestrials. We can we can all survive on this planet. Yeah. And we can go You're to right. other planets. You're right. I didn't even think of that. It's the overpopulation won't even be an issue. Right. Because right now we're depending on fossil, fossil fuels, fuels and things we don't need. Antiquated technology, all yes. these things. And if the elites and these you know families remain in charge. They, in order to keep themselves in control and in charge, it makes sense that they have to deal with overpopulation. They, and overpopulation in the sense of there's too many people. We can't control that many people. We don't physically yeah. have the capability. But there's also to do not that. enough resources if they continue with the right the type with the fossil fuels. Right, we'll using. run out of oil. We'll run out of all the stuff that they need. Because I guess, like, I've always thought. God, when I was younger and like didn't really understand this, and I'd hear things like, "Oh, the world's overpopulated." Like as a kid, I was like. How can it be overpopulated? Like I'm driving down the road right now with my parents and there's tons of land, tons of fields. There's plenty of space. So it's not like we don't have physically enough space on the earth. No. So like we could probably have 20, 30 billion if we were all using free energy. Absolutely. Or even just sustainable energy, solar, Wind all sources, these solar. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So I never really if, thought about that. But it does pose a, a problem for this this idea of a new world order to control 7.3 billion people. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they would have to increase available resources. Um, so it would create a lot of issues, but what's interesting is the term new world order has actually been used by practically all major politicians, including us vice or former us vice president, Joe Biden, which I remember specifically hearing him say new world order 
in a speech of did his. He? Yes, absolutely. Oh, you're recently. right. He did. Yeah, he did. Oh my god, that's so creepy and weird. Oh, I know. And then I think you'd know better than to say that because well, it makes gonna, you like, think set people like. Off. Well, maybe when you become president, you get brought into a, the group associated with the New World Order, and they're like, "Hey, here's the agenda. You know, you either go along with it, or you, you know, you're going to have a rough time." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, that that could be what happens. But President Richard Nixon talked about it. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, Russian former Russian president, talked about it. Roosevelt talked about it. Bush talked about it. Oh my god. Uh, former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair. So, like all these. You know, powerful politicians have talked about the new world or new world order openly. But there is now a large number of anti new world order groups and establishments, which consists of groups of academics and politicians in order to warn the public of the actions of the Trilateral Commission, the Council of Foreign Affairs, uh, the Bilderberg Group, as well as any other type of group linked with the new world order. Now, I wanted to talk talk briefly about the Trilateral Commission because this was something that uh, David Rockefeller was um, directly responsible for. But he established this uh, group called the Trilateral Commission, which is basically um, it's a, a special group and each of the regions has its own selection process. Candidates must be at least 35 years or younger and it's renewed. The commission's renewed every three years and publishes annual papers. And each year, four meetings of the Trilateral Commission take place in various locations. And apparently, the, init uh, the initial aim of the original Trilateral Commission was to form an unofficial group of individuals to find solutions to some of the most common problems facing humanity. But whatever its initial aim is, is now no more than a globalism promotion program, which pushes for more and more integration under a one-world government. And many are convinced that the Trilateral Commission is a place where unelected officials meet up and plan global affairs, manipulating the governments and selected industries using their power and influence. I mean, it makes sense. So basically, same type of thing as like, you know, Bohemian Grove, Bilderberg, any of these, you know, very secretive meetings um, that we know a lot of these elite families and individuals attend. And one trilateral related conspiracy um, is that they sought to reduce the population of New York to 4 million and to put the majority of the world into concentration camps. So pretty crazy. But it is it is one theory that has come out from this trilateral commission. And David Rockefeller is practically always cited as the Kabbalist in chief, or Kabbalist in chief. So he's kind of the mastermind behind this in the global establishments of elites who aim to dominate the world through their various means. And the Trilateral Commission is also accused of having a hand in weather manipulation, plagues, and of course, the fixing of election campaigns. This is interesting, but President Carter is actually accused of working in tandem with David Rockefeller and the Trilateral Commission, as quite a large number of Trilateral Commission members were drawn from the Carter administration. And many powerful politicians were and are currently members of the Trilateral Commission. And this commission is deemed to be no more than a front for the Council of Foreign Relations, another nefarious organization made up of powerful members of different countries. So this is a this is a uh, very diverse group of individuals um, that are a part of this Trilateral Commission group. And most of them are private citizens from America and Europe. But this actual commission is membership by invitation only. And David Rockefeller has actually heard about a lot of these conspiracy theories and a lot of these 
um, allegations against the Trilateral Commission. And he's responded to many of these allegations by writing uh, to papers and editors. And he states that the truth is much more mundane. He said anyone can subscribe to the quarterly magazine for $10 a year. So he's saying like, yeah, we're transparent. You know, we, you know, we, we don't do anything crazy like people are saying, even though we don't actually know exactly what they're doing. And he's, he's denied and said that, you know, there's no say whatsoever in the election of public officials. And it's just made up of many experts from various different fields, which could be true. I mean, I don't know personally whether or not, you know, they're actually, you know, planning the, the, uh, future actions of the new world order or like this, you know, pushing this one world government agenda. But it is interesting that it is very similar in its function to the Bilderberg group and, you know, like other secret groups. So I don't know. There's I, I so thought it was interesting. It's so crazy. There is. And, and it is interesting that they do do these types of things. And it, it's like, if you guys want to be transparent, why don't you like live stream it for everybody? Yeah, to see? Or like put out like a meeting uh, outline or something. Well, they do release like they do release like article. They do release some stuff, but they don't they don't release everything. So, so here's some other Rockefeller uh, linked conspiracy theories that I thought were interesting to bring up. And perhaps one of the most popular ones is that David Rockefeller is directly linked to the JFK assassination. And many have said that David Rockefeller actually gave the nod to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Allegedly, J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI director, and Lyndon, uh, Lyndon Johnson and hitman Jack Ruby, um, as well as Richard Nixon and a number of other deep state personnel elites met together on November 21st, 1963 to discuss the issue with Johnson stating that after tomorrow, those goddamn Kennedys will never embarrass me again. Oh my God. Yeah. So it definitely seems like there's some animosity uh. towards the Kennedys from these groups like the John the Johnsons, the uh, Nixons and things like that. They did not like the Kennedys. Yeah. Well, they were really trying. I mean, look at it like Kennedy, Lincoln. It seems like all the ones that were pushing back against this new world order bullshit. Just get there's no sympathy for them. Yeah. 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 And I mean, JFK really did go far. We talked about it, obviously, in our JFK video. If you haven't seen our podcast on that. But I mean. He he really said some shit that was like very about secret societies outing mm -hmm. um, these control groups and yeah of course they don't like that wanting to break up the Federal Reserve so ma major major things also talking about extraterrestrial UFO type stuff God. so a lot he was he you know if he had gone on to do what he set out to do I mean imagine the world we'd be in and be completely different most so likely. wait this was before the assassination and Jack Ruby was there. I'm so confused. According to the conspiracy theory. Um, what the fuck? If that is true, then that is all the all the evidence. I Them know. coupled oh, with the CIA. God. I mean, um, the main. I mean, most people believe that the CIA is directly responsible to the assassination of yeah, JFK. That's what I think. Because I mean, there, yeah, there's there's a lot of different theories out there in regard to the assassination of JFK, which we like we said we covered in a previous episode. But I mean, there's really not that much evidence, like hard, concrete evidence to directly link da David Rockefeller to being the mastermind behind the JFK assassination. There's just not enough direct evidence to, to link him to that right now. This was also interesting to me as well. The Rockefellers are are responsible for pushing this idea of Darwinism or survival of the fittest. They believe in this heavily. And clearly, it's because... 
Um, they believe in this idea that it is the best that survive, and this makes things better for everybody in the larger scheme of things as it strengthens the entire system. So if people lost their jobs, then it just means that they were not optimal for the assigned role and can now get a new job where their skill set is better suited. Is this this is a this to me just sounds like a perfect scheme for a bunch of elite, you know, people to remain at the top, you know? Yeah. Especially in a controlled system. I mean, it all makes sense. <laughs> David Rockefeller actually said that. Morality does not play a role and there's no such thing as uh, altruism, which is the belief in or practice of disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. So he, basically Basic it's like every man compassion. for himself. If you can't survive, yeah. then, you know, too bad. And we don't care. Yeah, exactly. Survival we don't care about you. Very interesting that uh, he was a promoter of this idea of Darwinism uh, by the elites and the whole ideology would have. Um, if it hadn't actually been promoted by the Rockefellers and these other elite groups, then the idea of this would have probably been thrown away a long time ago. Because mm. it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. Another interesting thing is that the Rockefellers did have ties to the medical world yeah. and were very, very strongly against alternative medicine mm. and have confirmed ties to big pharma. They've been accused of using their donations to medical charities such as the Institute for Medical Research, which is now the Rockefeller University in New York, to promote conventional scientific evidence-based medicine and aid big pharma in world domination and crush alternative medicine, including supporting the continued prohibition of marijuana. It's so ridiculously. It's, it makes me so angry on another level. Like, I can't even believe that. I mean, you guys know I've been struggling with my health issues, and if it wasn't for, you know, medical marijuana and CBD, I'd be in a world of hurt. I'd be really, the cannabis really plant struggling. Is a miracle medicine. The fact that they're trying to get rid of that, or like any type of Eastern medicine, acupuncture. I'm surprised. Like my insurance actually offers acupuncture. Very rare. Um, most most insurance won't do that, or anything alternative, any like essential oils no. or Reiki or anything that's different. They don't want it because that stuff works and people are going to realize it works. This doesn't have the negative side effects on my body that these medications have. And there's other options. People think that the pharmacies have all the answers and all the options. And that's that there's like a pill problem. for every issue. Like yeah. every problem there's a pill for. Go to the doctor and get fixed. Just up. Take the pill. <laughs> yep. And and that's because at the top, the elites like the Rockefellers are pushing this idea of big pharma. So. Every, you know, the pharmaceutical companies rule the medical industry yeah. and, you know, it's their only goal is to sell prescription medications and to people. I feel like a lot of people don't even realize like how many politicians on both sides, but I think mainly on the left Democrat side, there's so much funding by big pharma, like, or like as much as the NRA is giving the right big pharma is giving the left and some people. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of hypocrites out there that are like, oh yeah, you know, I'm for legalization of marijuana. Meanwhile, they're getting yeah, huge, huge checks, checks from Big Pharma to and know. doing nothing about the opioid epidemic. No. Yeah, absolutely not. And now fentanyl is a big problem. Did you see <laughs> that in Nebraska? They just recovered 115 pounds fentanyl. of fentanyl. Isn't that like horse tranks? It's it's deadly. It's should not be consumed by humans. Is it a horse humans. tranquilizer? I believe it is used in uh, tranquilizers for uh, large animals like that, yes. Good That's why God. it's so potent for humans. 
And they, from 115 pounds, investigators have said that it could kill 23 million people. That's how powerful that shit is. So it's like the fact that we shouldn't even, the opioid issue is shouldn't even be an issue. And I think it would go away. I would think it would go away completely, if not almost completely, if natural medications like marijuana, you know, mushrooms, things like that were legalized so that people can try something natural, something with no side effects, something that that could actually help them without having. Imagine if I didn't have, um, you know, these alternative things to help me cope with my pain and my nausea and all these things I have. I'd have to go to pain pills and and other medications. Muscle relaxants. And get addicted to it or they screw up. There's another side effect with it or death. God, every commercial for pills these days is like, or death. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, Side effects include. It's it's really ridiculous, though. (laughs) Upset stomach, diarrhea, and then possible risk of death. (laughs) You might die, but But most likely. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. And, you know, having I personally have a lot of people in my family that I'm close. Well, was close to that ended up extremely addicted to opioids and it destroyed their lives. I mean, their lives are ruined and it's because they had, you know, mental illness. They had trouble. They had hardships. And if they just had marijuana to deal with the anxiety, I don't think any of them would have gone that that way. You know, they didn't have anything else Mm -hmm. to help them through difficult times. And that's how most people in this country are or they're sick. Well, imagine all the people out there that have anxiety. I think anxiety is like one of the most like rampant, common problems that people face and stress, anxiety and stress. And when you look at all these other types of medical issues, what 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 do they start with anxiety and stress? You know, like and doctors even will tell you like. You know, if you lower your, you lower your stress, you know your anxiety won't be as bad, and then maybe you'll feel better or be healthier, whatever, blah blah blah. But they don't, you know, they they don't give you any valid solutions to handle that stress, handle that anxiety, ex- other than pills. Usually, they give you yeah. some sort of pill that's going to lower, you, but does it really even do much? To, I mean, it could even be a complete placebo yeah. for all we know. Yeah. Meanwhile, marijuana and cannabis has been directly shown to reduce both of those. Just w- at, at levels that I don't even think a pill can compete with. Honestly. And you really can't get addicted to the point where you're like withdrawing no, from marijuana. No, it does not have those addictive uh, effects to it at all. Yeah. So all of these other side effects. Of How many people have overdosed on marijuana? <laughs> zero. Right. How many it's people have died from Xanax, from Tons. all these other medications? MDMA. Uh, M- or uh, not MDMA, but. Um, but yeah, that too. All, all of those, all of Just those, all ones. the drugs. I'm saying, like man-made drugs. Yeah, I mean, there's no zero overdose from from cannabis because so. it's a plant. It comes out of the goddamn ground. It's like eating mint or anything else or oregano. It's the same fucking thing. So annoying, like that we've like been made to feel like it's this horrible drug. Yeah, dude, look Scare at the ingredients in, in the pills you're taking. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> It's so stupid. It is. Plus, stupid. it's also been proven to like help your health, to mm-hmm. like uh, improve your immune system, and uh, helps cancer patients and seizure patients. I mean, it's just like so ridiculous. Hopefully, at this point. hopefully, I think we're headed. In a I think we are too. too. I think we're going to see a medical revolution in our lifetime. I do too. And you know, you know these these old families that control everything—the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds—they all have links to, you know big pharma and they have links to the war on drugs and supporting politicians nixon who pretty much started the war on drugs like they have direct links to supporting these types of candidates and politicians but i think we're seeing a shift in 
you know, people's thinking about drugs and about these natural medicines that could really uh, have a major effect, a positive effect on people. So very interesting. <laughs> but one other conspiracy theory, which please remember, we're talking about conspiracy theories here. This is not confirmed fact. But some people believe that the Rockefellers may have invented the Zika virus as a means to kill people in order to lower the world's population. So as part of the New World Order theory, because how do you reduce a population from 7 billion to 1 billion? Well, you can do it a couple different ways. You can do it with man-made weapons, but more easy or an easier method would probably be to use some sort of virus or some sort of, you know, like polio was such a nasty thing uh, back in the day. And, you know, to think what would happen if we didn't eradicate polio or find a vaccine for polio, it would be a totally different world right now because that's, that's scary shit. Polio is no joke. So the Zika virus is the same kind of thing. It really freaked people out yeah. that this virus had the potential of, you know, wiping out a large number of people if it spreads. So some people believe that the Rockefellers are actually providing funding to an organization called American Type Culture Collection, which sells biological preparations and offers freeze-dried Zika virus agent to reputable researchers. So that's that's where this theory came from, is from the fact that they uh, provide funding to the American Type Culture Collection. And they just so happen to sell these biological preparations of freeze-dried Zika virus agents to reputable researchers. But the flip side of that could be they do that so that they can find a vaccine for it and find a cure or, yeah. you know, for it. Yeah. may not necessarily mean that they're it's doing hard to it show to proof of that. somehow maliciously craft a, a you know, Zika virus. That Although I wouldn't be surprised if they're really like concerned about population. The easiest way to deal with population is one of two things. One, spread a disease. Two... Uh, create weather problems, you know, take out a large group of people, Without, make it all look natural right. and uncontrolled. So a virus makes complete sense. Absolutely. And it would make sense for them to get involved with weather manipulation. But it's too. not like that many people died from Zika. Like a lot did, but not that many on this scale. That So that seems like a little harder to believe for me, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. Let's just say that. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, the, last, the last theory I wanted to talk about was um, in regards to the World Trade Center, because they the Rockefellers are from that area, and uh, they were involved with the, yes. the building of the World Trade Center and the Twin Towers. They were. Because David Rockefeller was the Chase National Bank uh, CEO. Well, and, and I believe they owned the, well, they own like a ton of insurance companies, if not most insurance companies, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they owned the insurance company. Like they, they, they had financial gain. They made financial gains from the 9-11 attacks. So that's what right. this theory is, is basically about, is that not only did they own the buildings, but they had the insurance on the buildings, um, and that the two world or the two towers at the World Trade Center, which were destroyed in the 9-11 attacks, um, they financially benefited from it. But they've also, I, supposedly they're nicknamed David and Nelson after the Rockefeller brothers. Apparently the Twin Towers were named that. Or it's like, I guess that. if you're going to destroy something, destroy something that's yours so you'll get the insurance money. I mean, that could have been the motive or it could have even, I mean, they are oil tycoons, so it could be well, yeah. like, you know, let's make it look like a terrorist attack from. Oh, yeah. No, know, that's clearly what it was at the Middle end of the Eastern, day. It was right. to go scaring to, Americans, scare, getting us all rallied up about fearing the Middle East so that continual war can continue there. I mean, it's like it's not that hard when you realize it all. It, it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's so obvious and clear that they have so much to lose by 
the military industrial complex ending and stopping its uh its you know rule over the world and its activity around the world because they have these the Rockefeller families and these Rothschilds and all these other elite families have so much to lose from that ending so they're willing to do whatever it takes to keep that going and to keep that money flowing and the control over the oil and not allowing you know alternative energies to come into play to not allowing the disclosure of extraterrestrial you know all these yeah. things they have a there's a clear intention or you know there's there it's so clear that they have the most to lose yeah. we have everything to gain but they're going to lose everything including control over the world so yeah. you know hopefully we can continue this in the direction and that's why we thought it's important to share this information about these families so that you can you take can then it. take the information and Do think what you, what want you with it. think what you want about it but hopefully it'll make you think about how questioning every, the official question version. everything that's going on and questioning you know how your life is somehow could be impacted by what these various families have done or the way they've set up the system or just looking at like all the things that these five families own and then realizing how many things you are dependent on them for mm -hmm. i mean i'm not like i'm on a couple medications that i have to be on i like would die without my medications oh uh, well i don't think i would actually probably die but there are a lot of people that are reliant on on these medications the pharmacies oil we need them for food everything we get our cars metal oil everything they they own everything like we are completely reliant on them and it's that shocking. that that's the biggest thing is it should not we should not be in a society where the few control the many the right. few control everything everything is controlled the media medicine everything is controlled by the one percent of the population yeah it should not be set up like that i believe personally it's not we're not meant to live no in a society where Someone's we're essentially boss. ruled over by one person or one group of people this is, should be a collective civilization a collective society where we choose the people choose how it works how it runs how it functions and not leave it up you know not leave it in the hands of the few yeah. especially the wealthy that have nothing to lose right and everything to gain and and have infinite power over the world and and you know how things play out it, it obviously a lot has to happen a lot has to change and the way that the system was set up is really probably not the way we were meant to live or you know does definitely does not benefit the the population of or the majority of people and yeah. and and that's the goal i mean that's what waking up is about it's waking up to this illusion of the way of the systems that mm -hmm. are in place your and idea of what reality is it's very different totally God, i've changed so much like just even since like we met like when we were 17 oh, i was a completely different person before i knew all this stuff it's changed my lives my life in ways i can't even describe i'm sure many of you out there who you know already knew this stuff or are fans of our content probably feel the same way like good god my life has changed since i knew this because you can't just go back to living normally after you know like all of this crazy stuff yeah 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 so. no you can't you absolutely can't so you know what can you do you can do what you can do you know what the way current things are set up support people that are that believe the same things as you support people that 
are looking out for the greater good of humanity and the greater good of the population versus and making an effort people to spread that, it with as many people as you can. Yeah. And, you know, I'm yeah. sure all of you guys out there have told that's your why, mom yeah. or your someone in your life about what we talk about. And that's really good. That's like the best way to, to you know. And like, I, I don't agree with the way the political system's set up, but you, you know, you can try to support people that are making their primary focus that of the people's and then or listening aren't to the people. backed by all of right. these corporations, um, corporations even if they're families. not the you know the the automatic right or left candidate if even if there's someone like jill stein or someone uh i can't even remember who else whatever someone like who doesn't Sanders have as much like, of a yeah, chance and, like don't be Ron afraid to, or, right. to support people who were told don't have a fucking chance like i'm so sick of people saying that like there is no chance of them of anyone who's not supported by corporations getting in there's no chance you might as well not ever think about it or vote for it or fight for it or anything. Just give up now. And they're right until we start standing yes. up as as a population, as a people, and demanding change and demanding we expect more from the, our system. Yeah, it's not working. I'm not voting for anyone. Let's make let's make it better that for yeah. society. And on, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all the same. <laughs> we're all the same species. So. Sharing the same damn planet. Right. I know. God, how different life would be if imagine if there was multiple species on the planet that were like Changed intelligent as humans. Like there was the blues and the greens and the birds or like you know, there different is. Groups of, yeah, I <laughs> there know. There literally is. That's the thing is like. But here, as imagine as if it's happened, here. Right? Maybe we wouldn't be. be so damn racist if we would realize we are all the same. We are literally all the same race with the same beings. We're, we're on a team. We dude. all have a consciousness. We're all essentially the same at the end of the day. We're all made of matter. We're all made of the universe. There's nothing. There's no differences. Like Mm-mm. everything that Chances you see are we've is all just shared a, the same souls. Could, could <laughs> I mean, be. it's really wild to think about, but it's I feel like we've just lost. We've lost touch. We've lost touch. Our we've, true we're selves. We're disconnected. And we've been blinded and led led astray from the truth. And. Unfortunately, these families have had a lot to do with it. The Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and we'll be getting into the Bushes, the DuPonts, and the Morgans. Yes, we're actually going to come back with a a true crime case next week. A really interesting one. Um, But the week after that, we will probably do the Morgans. The Morgans, yeah. Or probably the, the next play after this, for sure. Yeah, so... Look forward to that, people. Definitely a lot to look forward to. But thank you guys so much yes, for joining thank us you. for episode 19 of the Mile Higher Podcast, the Rockefeller Family Conspiracy. We appreciate all your support. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching it, or subscribe on iTunes if you enjoyed listening to it. But thank you so much, guys. Thank you. And we will stay see woke. you next week. I don't need to sing your